Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. We're here sitting down and looking at the program and getting ready to lay it out for another week. So hopefully you guys remember, hopefully you've been listening, but if this is your first time, take a look at the episode notes if you'd like to see what the workouts are. So we're not going to go over everything. We're just going to go over a couple key points, key uh, places to perform and be aggressive with the training this week that we would focus on or will focus on as we go through it, and we think you should do the same. So take a look at the episode notes below so you can make sure that you're aware of all the workouts for the week, but here's what we're going to cover. What are we starting with, John Michael? Yeah, we're going to hop in on Monday. We're going to be doing, um, start with our strength. We're going to go over something a little bit different movement-wise. We're going to be doing um, some towel pull-ups and some Bulgarian split squats. So kind of some odd movements, a little bit a little bit strange. A towel pull-up is just like it sounds. Uh, we're going to wrap at Cadre. We have the blue, I think, like surgeon towels. What do you guys have at CLE? Same. Yeah, so we're going to wrap um, two towels over a pull-up bar. You're going to hold on to them. Um, so you're going to be gripping them a little differently than you would if it was a pull-up bar. And then you guys are going to try to do a pull-up holding on to those towels. Um, so it just changes things up a little bit. It definitely becomes more of a grip strength exercise. Um, we talked about how we can scale this one a little bit, um, and we can do one of two ways, either a strict banded like we normally would on a pull-up. That way you guys still get that same pull-up just with less weight loaded because the band's going to help take some off. Or we can do what we've been doing the last couple weeks actually with some skill work where we take a pull-up or we take a, my bad, rather a barbell, put it in the rig kind of low, and you guys can do a um, angled feet on the ground pull up where we kind of lay back underneath that bar head into the rig and we can do it that way as well yeah when when we're doing that we want to we're definitely gonna have to bend our knees Mm -hmm. and put our feet more flat on the floor because we want you to work on having a very vertical spine so you might actually have to set you'll you'll definitely have to set your barbell a little higher than usual because you're using towels and that extends your hanging position underneath that bar uh, so the bar will have to be a little bit higher and you might even have to go higher than you think to try to make sure that you're only using your legs as much as you need and really having a vertical spine and chest position as you pull up and through. Yeah. We don't want to be horizontal. We're not trying to emulate a ring row. We're not trying to pull into our chest. We're trying to pull uh, down and, and essentially have that feeling of getting our chin over the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, something a little different. So we've been playing around with, with different types of pulling, and this is something we're going to do for the next, uh, well, this week, and then in, in two weeks in the future, we'll do it as well. We'll go through these same cycles and do these towel pull-ups. So it's it's a new area to to see how pulling can be done differently. right? It's kind of like a rope climb where you have that vertical handle that you have to engage with and then keep a grip on as you pull. But instead of going one hand over the other and using our legs or however we would do a rope climb, this is both hands evenly applying pressure to the bar at the same time because they're both holding towels. Yeah, I like it. And we're going to pair it with the <laughs> Bulgarian split squat. Um, for those of you that have never done one, 
Are you guys just going to take one foot? We're going to put it back behind us on something that's elevated to like knee-ish level. Mm -hmm. I'd say like mid-thigh level. Um, and you're basically doing a lunge of sorts. And as you send yourself down towards the ground, you're going to send that back leg back and towards the box. It's almost like we're loading ourselves into a couch stretch at the bottom, really, uh, as we go down with a very, very vertical torso. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good way to look at it. It is very similar to the positioning we get into for a couch stretch. Um, and you said something super important, the vertical torso. Yeah. People are going to struggle with that. I myself definitely struggle. <coughs> Excuse me. I definitely struggle with it when I do a Bulgarian split squat. Uh, it's challenging to keep that chest upright, especially as you feel like your leg is getting pulled back into that couch stretch. If you've got tight hip flexors, uh, this is going to be this is going to be possibly even more challenging for you. We might use a shorter box if we're struggling with it. We'll just put something that's lower, closer to the ground, and doesn't quite cause as much of a angle change on the on the back knee. Our primary focus when we do a Bulgarian split squat is loading the leg that's in front of us. So it's how we sit down and stand up when our left leg is in front of us. It's how we're using our left leg. The right leg is in a little bit of an awkward, uncomfortable position behind us, but it's really supposed to be mostly pulled out of the picture. Mm -hmm. um, our, our focus and where we're creating force is in the leg that's in front of us and planted on the floor. So if you're struggling with that, we'll work with you as coaches. We'll try to find you the right height. Uh, we might even just be doing a lunge on the floor if we really need to work on how we align our spine and control our position while we move. Yeah, it can be really weird to... <laughs> um, stretch that muscle fiber under load in a, in a more dynamic movement like this and not so much a couch stretch uh, where we're looking for you guys to consistently move up and down under control whereas a couch stretch you can kind of settle into a position and slowly work your way up um, so it can be just a little bit different it can feel like the couch stretch at the bottom like Phil said um, but it's going to be a great way for you guys to do unilateral work and work on maybe some weakness there uh, it definitely will help with things like a jerk. It'll definitely help with things like um, a lunge. A lunge, yeah. It'll definitely help with things possibly um, a pistol, where we are doing anything unilateral. Um, and even it's going to help with uh, the strength that you guys have over range of motion. Um, the reason we couch stretch is because we want you guys to have the ability to get in that position. And this is a great example of getting in that position and building strength there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be a fun one. We're going to put you guys through some. Uh, mobility in the remaining time between these rounds. So you guys will get a chance to work on some mobility between the keg, or nope, not bad, between the top pull-up and the Bulgarian split squat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, one more thing we didn't talk about. Loading this. We're not going to try to load it at first. Mm -hmm. uh, your first round, everyone's going to do just their body weight uh, and try to focus on the mechanics and the positioning. Then if you are doing quite well with it, We'll start by loading a set of dumbbells or kettlebells in our hands and kind of holding them like we're doing a farmer's carry. When we keep that weight lower, and uh, specifically if we keep it under our hips, it's much more controllable. And we can focus on just applying that weight into the leg that we're using rather than trying to fight, fight, fight so much for position with our spine. If you're doing well with that, then we might pull the kettlebell up and do a goblet style movement. Uh, that becomes more difficult because now it's sitting high on the spine. And then if, if we're really nailing it, then we might move into a barbell on our front or back, which again is, is kind of the most difficult of versions because the separation between where you're applying force and where the bar is loading you is the greatest. What about a double kettlebell overhead hold? That 
would be very <laughs> interesting. I, I'm not going to try that. Neither am I. Not right away, at least. I'm not going to try it at all. Somebody with very good mobility would would be able to do it, uh, but in in this movement, I well, don't know that that's me. Good overhead mobility and and good range in their hip flexor. Yeah, and a quad <laughs> that is very very long. Nice, a nice tender quad that's not so locked up like yours and mine are. Mine are, mine are pretty locked up. Yeah, ours aren't too good. Um, <coughs> so we're going to follow that. Uh, we're just going to go into the workout of the day after that. We're going to be following that with um, four rounds. Well, that's really what we wanted to talk about, right? It was just the strength thing. Is this? We don't want to have a workout at all? I mean, they can read it. Yeah, that's right. Four rounds of read it yourself. <laughs> ha! Got him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about um, the next day we want to highlight. We're going to be looking at Wednesday. And Wednesday, we're going to do something we haven't done in a little bit, and Mm -hmm. that's starting off with our workout. Um, So our workout is going to come first. It is going to be a little bit longer, we'll call it what, chipper style workout. Yeah, it's it's an interesting mix. Basically, I took took a uh, Diane almost, and I broke it into some different components. And then I put a bunch of rowing at the beginning and in between the different segments. Diane. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not Diane. Elizabeth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Elizabeth. So <clears throat> with Elizabeth, you would do 21, 15, 9, cleans, and then ring dips. Here, we're starting with a 250-meter row, which is relatively short effort, right? It only takes, what, a minute, maybe a minute and a half for some people. Uh, and then we're moving on into a set of 21 with a hang power clean. Now we just did all of that work working on our clean. And we started in the high hang and then moved to the hang and then moved down to the low hang into the floor finally. Nice. Sorry, I emptied my trash. I didn't realize it was gonna make that noise. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> my crunchy. bad. All right, going back. Um, <clears throat> so we, <clears throat> we did all that progression work and now we're gonna try to apply it with a weight that isn't terribly heavy and that we can move for a lot of reps relatively quickly. And we're gonna do a hang power clean where we don't have to go into the full squat and catch it. We can really focus on using the powerful drive up and through our hip to then let the bar rise to our shoulders because we're not moving that much weight. Right? We're cycling a relatively light weight for a relatively high volume of reps. Um, the way we've got this set up as far as what weight you should be using, I would like to see people use less than 50% of their one rep max on a power clean. In using less than 50% on the one of a one rep max on the power clean, you're gonna be set up to hopefully do the whole set of 21 in only one or two sets, really. It should be a weight that you can grab and, and knock through 15 reps and feel good about the reps you did. And then more so choose to take a break than need to take a break. Well, what's that weight come out to you? Uh, I mean, 50% is like 167, so... It's a little on the heavy side. I'd probably drop that down a little bit and mm-hmm. use... Oh. I think about 40% would be a good call for you. Yeah. For me, 50% uh, ends up being like a little over 135, which that's that's about the right ballpark to turn over that weight that many times. Yeah. yeah. So that's the idea there. You You want to use a weight that you can move quite well. Once you finish your 21 hang power cleans... You're going to do 21 front squats, and it's probably going to be something similar, 
where you can do hopefully two sets and get through your 21 reps. Then you get onto a set of rings and you do 21 dips or horns if we need to use a stationary system or we can get out boxes and do box dips, all those things, right? Those 21 dips are probably again gonna be broken into about two or three sets. Um, I think the dips will probably break down more for a lot of people or really they, they should than the barbell work does because uh, we want that bar to be something you can really move well. So that was the first round. That's the most work on the bar and the dips. You got through all your 21s. Then the second round, you're gonna start with a 500 meter row, and then you have to do 15 hang power cleans, 15 front squats, 15 dips. Then we move up again into a 750 meter row while we drop down to nine hang power cleans, nine front squats, and nine dips. And then to cap the whole thing off, you get to get all back to your rower and then plug in a full kilometer to finish off. Ugh. Ugh. You had me up until the kilometer. That's that, Well, that's where I'm going to catch and pass you because... Well, you know, that's debatable, but that's okay. We'll leave that for Wednesday. But I like it. I think um, for you guys looking at this one, biggest thing is going to be, I would say, the... The row is almost a trick as it goes in reverse of everything else. Everything else you're going to want to kind of speed up. You're thinking, oh, okay, it's 15. And, and the 21s, I did this rep scheme. I think I can hold on and do it a little bit quicker for the 15s in this rep scheme. I think the row is going to be the one where if you guys get baited into sprinting 250, even 500, it's just going to come and clap you. So maybe looking at 250 and saying, you know what, I'm going to hold a pace that sets me up to be more comfortable coming off. 500 once again, 750 once again, and then when you get to the 1K, if you have the urge, the desire, the passion, don't know why you would, to take your head and pound it against the wall, that's then you why, can do it. That's why I'm going to catch you and beat you right there. Well, you know, I, you know, it's, the jury's still out on that, but that's okay. Oh, I forgot. You're, you're not that great at ring dips, so I'll probably beat you there too. So I think I'm just going to win this whole one. Yeah, he, Michael makes a good I'm not going to be setting the barbell down in case anyone wondered. I'm going to be going and broken on the barbell work. Are you going to use 50%? I'm going to use 45 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> <clears throat> so he, he raised a good point with the don't sprint your first 250. But at the same time, uh, the way the way it's built, your first 250 should be a, a pretty decently quick effort. You shouldn't lollygag through it. You want to get to the barbell and be able to move it very effectively. I think that's a big place where time will be gained or lost. But you shouldn't you shouldn't half-ass that row. Um, my pace is definitely going to decrease. My my 250 is going to be my fastest effort overall uh, in terms of, of pace per 500. My 500 will be a little bit slower. My 750 will be a little bit slower still. And then depending on how... Well, the reason that 750 will be a little bit slower is because I still have around a nine to do. So once I get through the nines, I have the passion, John Michael, and I will be putting in the effort. So when I get back on that 1K row, uh, I'm going to go as hard as I think I'm capable. So that will probably go back to around my 500 meter pace. See, I think I'm going to make my 250, 500, and 750 the exact same split times. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to try to absolutely just dominate the 1k i'm thinking maybe like a 132 133 for a 1k well you just completely changed your narrative because you were saying not a big deal but just letting you you didn't know know why anybody would do that sub three is possible for me on a 1k to finish the wad absolutely these are lies and that's being generous too i could probably do it on a ski 
but that's okay. We'll talk about that another time. But well, yeah, I like it. Just nonsense. It's going to be a, uh, I'm trying to think, 25-minute cap. I think some a lot of people are going to get gobbled by that. Because if you so? look at it this way, well, what what's it take you to, to row two and a half kilometers? What does it take the average person to row two and a half kilometers? Me? I'm thinking like seven and a half minutes. The average person. Uh, it's going to be like 10 minutes. Yeah, of 10 plus. Yeah. So you, most people are going to drop about half their time straight on the rower. And then the question is, can they get through 21, 15, 9 of the other three movements in the remaining time? And it, they they can. It's it's not far off. Yeah. And it shouldn't be far off. But I think some people will not pace it well or they will not hear our advice and not use the correct weight on their barbell. Mm. And then they will end up buried as soon as they hit the 15s, and it will just not go well. Shame on them. Lest they listen. Mm-hmm. I'd say that actually the front squats, I think, are going to be the worst part. Other than the rowing and the dips. Front squats are... And the hang power cleans. <laughs> so all the parts are no, going to be the, the worst part? I think actually, I mean, the row is going to hurt the worst, I'd say, because it's just... Well, that last one is yeah. going to really hurt. The other ones are really just measured recovery efforts. Because um, you're trying to make sure that you're ready to move the bar well. But I think the hang power clean comboed with the front squat is just an exhausting, an exhausting pair. All the posterior snapping that bar up and then doing that long and slow front squat compared to how quick a dip is. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's going to be brutal. But those front squats, I guess we'll see. The round of 15 is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. But if you're using the right weight, it should be. This should be. Pretty manageable, right? Are you thinking like an eleven and ten, and then maybe an eight and seven? Uh and then unbroken on nine. I was I was thinking that everything was just going to happen unbroken. You think so? Uh, yeah. No, I I think I think eleven and ten or something. I, I prefer like a fourteen and seven. That's lame. I'm a thirteen and eighter. No, that's fine. <clears throat> but I like to get a significant way past half or significantly past halfway. Before I take a break, so that I have, I have a, a feeling that the next set is going to be much much easier because it's much much smaller. Weakness. I actually stopped just before <laughs> half because mentally I I need to fight through the fact that I have more to do than I just did. So and I do a ten and an eleven, and I just mentally I'm there. You know what I mean? I had that edge. Yeah, when you take your twenty second break between your sets. Hey, whatever. Gosh. I think that's it for that one. Um, we're going to get you guys into uh, post-watt after. Um, so you guys are going to finish that one. You guys are going to cool down for just a second, maybe put some stuff away and get into a post-watt. Yeah, put your stuff away. But then really the, the post-watt is kind of cool downish, right? Because it's all slow, controlled motion. None of it's fast. It's not high heart rate. It's going to be – it'll actually allow your heart rate to continue to settle while you continue to move, which is typically what we're looking for in a cool down. We're doing four rounds, uh, completing them within 10 minutes. You're doing three pull-up negatives. Remember that pull-ups, a negative is harder when you go slower, and it's going to be more beneficial to a stronger athlete to take a longer time in their descent. And only three reps is not very many, and we're only doing it four rounds. So that's 12 total negatives. Um, Somebody who's really strong, I'm going to encourage them to hold for the better part of 10 seconds in their controlled descent. Uh, most athletes, I'm going to tell them to try to control it down for four to six seconds. Um, some athletes might have to use bands to aid with this. 
Uh, we can use that as a scaling option to try to help us, especially as we reach the bottom of the negative because the band gets stretched more and it gives us more support. Mm-hmm. We're pairing that with three single leg Romanian deadlifts into pistols. So this is a funky little uh, balance and control drill. We're gonna start without any weight, just kind of doing a fold over and a reach towards the ground. And then as we upright ourselves out of that single leg Romanian deadlift, we're going to then kick our leg forward that we are not standing on and drop into a pistol. If we need to, we can put a box behind ourselves and sit onto a pistol or onto a box for a pistol, or we can do the supported pistol where we put our toe into the ground and actually have both legs to help us out. But this is really a balance control sort of exercise. It's not about heavy load at all. So we're starting with no weight and then you might if you're doing well with this and you've got good ranges of motion and can control your movement, you might get to introduce a little bit of load to see what happens when you throw 15 pounds in your hands. Um, we could do that with a plate, preferably though a kettlebell or dumbbell, because with that single leg Romanian deadlift, uh, the preference is to load with your opposite hand. So if I'm doing a right leg repetition, I'm going to have my weight in my left hand that'll help keep my hips more square and balance out my spine. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> cool. On to our last day that we're going to highlight. We're going to be highlighting Thursday's workout. And just the workout. Let's talk yep. about those intervals. Yep. We're going to be doing 15 seconds of sprinting and 45 seconds of rest. Um, so 15 seconds on, 45 seconds rest. And we're going to do four rounds through on a calorie ski, followed by four rounds through on a calorie bike. And then lastly, four rounds through on a lateral burpee over a barbell. All right, so you guys are going to do the first round. It's 15 seconds of sprinting on the skier, and then you get 45 of rest before we begin again um, and four times through. So we did something kind of similar to this when we did our 10-second dead sprint um, followed by the well, remainder. It was 20 of, seconds. It was 20 seconds on and then a minute and 40 off. Oh, my bad. No, I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about when we did our 10-calorie dead sprint um, followed by the rest after. Um, you guys got to play around with what it feels like on a skier and bike specifically to put a max effort out there. Yeah, um, so well, that's what I'm talking about. It was about 20 seconds. We wanted... Was it? I thought it was 10 calories. It, it was. Okay, yeah, But yeah. we wanted 20 yeah, 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 yeah. seconds of effort. Yeah. Um, so you guys got a chance to play around with what that feels like. You guys got a chance to put some max effort into both those machines. Hopefully the comfort level has gone up a little bit and you guys feel like you can actually unload a little bit into this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what is the last piece? The last piece is burpees over a barbell, which is... Terrible. It's it's the the easiest burpee version, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to stand up very much. Uh, it's it's just a sideways shift over to the other side. So you're looking to sprint out as many reps as you can hit in 15 seconds, and that's not very many. But hopefully, we're talking about like six, seven, eight, nine reps for some people. Yeah, yeah. You can sprinting. You can go quick with these. Stay and, low. Stay low, and just do what you need to hop over and go right back down. Yep. You're just getting to the other side and on the floor again. I like it. So 15 seconds on, 45 seconds off. Um, it is enough rest, and we can push pretty stinking hard efforts. This is this whole thing takes all of 12 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And in those 12 minutes, you only work for no, you work for a fourth. You work for three minutes. Yeah. So three minutes of blasting effort with rest to to allow it. Yeah, it's. I like that. I I miss doing stuff like that. I've done a good bit of it, especially on an assault bike, 
And that is that is a brutal place to live in that 15 second to 20 second maximum effort window. Yeah, absolutely. I like and it. It's a good way to, it, it builds a different type of, it, it builds a different system in us, right? Mm-hmm. We do stuff that goes over two minutes and we start to shift out of out of our initial systems. Uh, what's the what's the layers of them? Well, the first one's going to be the um, what is it? Phosphogenic system. Phosphogen? I believe so. And then it's glycolytic, and then it's oxidative. Oxidative. Yeah. So it helps when you talk towards the microphone. Sorry, there's a dog outside that I was looking at. So phosphogen, I believe, is up to ten seconds. They Squirrel. Consider it, they consider it a <laughs> like one rep max lift. Yeah. Um, hundred meter sprint. That's yep. what that's the demos that they give us. Um, mm-hmm. Glycolytic's up to two minutes. They say eight hundred meter, and they say grace. Those are the two examples they give us. And then um, oxidative is... Well, they give the marathon example for oxidative, which seems like a huge jump from two minutes. But um, <laughs> anything anything past that two-minute window, you start to tap into the, um, the oxidative system. Yeah. And we spend a lot of our time in the oxidative pathway, don't we? Because we don't yeah. typically take enough rest to really reset. And truth be told, anytime you work out, you if You'll- the workout takes more than two minutes part of your body is going to shift towards the oxidative. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is a cool workout because we're going to actually be working within the oxidative system, the longest system, but we're going to be doing really short sprint efforts. Um, This is the exact same training that you would imagine sprinters do. They do long training days, but they do very short efforts, and then they'll like jog um, a long time and they'll do it again. Um, So it's a good way for you guys to not only get an extremely... I mean, 15 seconds is max effort, but an extremely intense amount of the glycolytic burst, or by the phosphogen burst, mm-hmm. but we also get to play around with a little bit longer. You know, heart rate's going to be elevated for this one for yeah, you're 11 never, minutes. So. You're never going to get all the way down, Yep, but it's going to be fun. You'll be able to reset enough to then blast out a big effort again. I like it. And if you're me, you're going to be beating Phil, and that's cool. <laughs> <clears throat> we all can dream. That might be it. Is that it? I believe so. Yeah, there's some other good stuff in here. Uh, oh, yeah, I do I do want to mention that... Saturday? Oh, yeah, so on Saturday, we're, we're playing the flip-flop game. This last week, Cadre got to use some new sledgehammers and whack some tires. Mm. And up at CLE, we tossed around some sandbags. Uh, we're going to flip-flop. flip-flop. So this coming week, uh, CLE is going to be slamming some sledges. And then Cadre gets to throw around some sand. So it is going to be a good time for both gyms, I think. Uh, I, I like both the workouts, and I think I think they all have their own place to make you uncomfortable, and that's what we're after, right? Absolutely. I like it. All right. Well, we'll see you all in the gym. Zzz, in the gyms. Yes, plural. Zzz.